Hey, welcome everyone to episode 101 of Today in the Scene. I'm Joe with Indie Arcade Wave, and I just want to say thank you for checking us out. If you like what we're doing here at Indie Arcade Wave, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. It helps us a ton. It's going to grow the wave, and we can all ride it together. So this week, we're going to talk to another indie developer in the arcade space. Uh, we spoke with Mark last week, and this one is going to be very close to home for Mark if you're watching. This one is Kung Fu Kickball. It's a really sweet indie arcade game that has been popping up on my newsfeed for a while now. Uh, the game has finally been developed and put into a cabinet by Jonah, and I've got him here to talk about the game. So I guess without further ado, how are you doing today? Hi there. Doing great. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm super happy you're able to come on and chat about the game and just kind of let people know what Kung Fu Kickball is. Let's just start with an intro from you. Kind of tell us who you are, what you do. Sure. So I am Jonah, a.k.a. Whale Food. And I am a one-man game development studio based in Brooklyn, New York. Um, and yeah, my latest game that I recently released is Kung Fu Kickball, which came out on all the consoles, Steam, Xbox, PlayStation. And now I'm trying to get it out on more arcade cabinets. So that's what I'm working on these days. Fantastic. I love to hear more arcade cabinets. That's always mm-hmm. such a cool thing to me because you don't see these games in a lot of places. So when yeah. you do get to see them, like I can't even imagine what Wonderville is like. Like I, I've talked to Mark about it plenty, but I, w- I won't know until I get there. So let's talk about Kung Fu Kickball. So how did Kung Fu Kickball start? Why did you start it? Like kind of stuff like that. Sure. So just to give a little overview of the game, uh, my elevator pitch is Kung Fu Kickball is a team-based fighting sports game where the best ball kicker wins. You got to punch, kick, and headbutt your way across the field to smash the ball into your opponent's goal and rack, rack up points. So it plays kind of like a cross between Smash Brothers and Rocket League. So I really came about because pre-COVID, uh, there were a lot of game events in New York. Uh, and I noticed that these multiplayer games look like a lot of fun to show off because people are coming to the events, they're there with their friends, they want something to play together. You put a decent multiplayer game in front of them and they're just having a blast. So it's like, okay, I want to make something that could do well in that setting. Uh, and that is also something I would want to play. So I had I had just been getting over a Rocket League addiction, and always been you know a fan of Smash Brothers. So I was like, oh, maybe I could combine those into something interesting. And that's kind of how Kung Fu Kickball came about. Yeah, I mean, it definitely looks like that's a clear cross between the two, and the game looks like a ton of fun. I really want to get my hands on it. Obviously, it's kind of far away mm-hmm. from me, but um, I'm sure I'll be able to play it one day and give it a go. Uh, let's talk about how you got into developing games. Like what? What was it? Is there a memory in your past or something you can think of that made you go, I want to learn how to do that? Yeah, I mean, I feel like my story is kind of a common one. Is like, oh, my parents got me the original Nintendo when I was a kid, and then I've kind of been hooked ever since. You know, So really, I wanted to develop games since then. I was like, oh, this Mario game is great. I want to make something like that. Uh, and then you know, I t- kind of took a winding path to get here. I was like, okay, to make games, I need to learn to program. So I went and got a degree in computer science but then after I graduated college I was like oh game industry maybe not the best place right now so I got a web development job which I you know stayed at for a while but then later on was like wait I got to get back to that original passion of like why I even got into this stuff uh, so I was like okay I'm just gonna go on my own and try and make something and luckily I was able to find actually a really great community here in New York I'm part of this uh, uh, collective called Gumbo we all we're all like independent game developers at work in the same office. So we're, you know, we're able to kind of boost each other up and help each other, 
you know, get through this um, because making games is really tough. Uh, so having that community really helped me, uh, you know, actually, you know, execute on some of those dreams. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's so important to have a collective and to find more people that are doing something similar to you or doing something that you want to do in the future. So find yourself that collective and get after it. It seems like Brooklyn has just a crazy development scene. Like you guys have so much stuff at Wonderville. And like, I feel like every time I turn, like Mark has got some new project or some new developer that he's showing off. Uh, let's talk about your cabinet. Like, obviously it's, it's not super common to take a game and put it into an arcade cabinet. Most people just release it, right? Why did you decide to build the cabinet and what was that process like? So that was kind of a, a series of fortunate events. Um, I had mentioned that I, you know, originally made Concrete Ball to, you know, because I wanted to make something that was fun to show at conventions and, you know, gatherings and stuff. Uh, well, I had known about Wonderville, or not Wonderville, back then. Back then, it was just Death by Audio Arcade. Uh, it was before Mark owned the bar. And so they still made arcade cabinets, but they didn't have a space to put them. But they were still, they were looking for a new game to make. And so they had this event where they invited a bunch of indie devs to show off their games that might fit well in their next cabinet. And I got lucky and they picked me. So Mark Cleave is actually the one who built my cabinet and there was this whole event. So I don't know if you know about the convention called MAGFest. Really fun convention happens uh, early in the year. But uh, they had a, Mark had a panel at MAGFest of how to big, build an arcade cabinet. And during the panel is when they actually built my, uh, my cabinet. So it was fun to like see it all come together right in front of me. Yeah, that'd be pretty wild to have this idea, develop this game, know that it's like almost a real thing, and then watch them build it. Because I actually I watched that panel, and oh, cool. it was like an hour and a half, wasn't it? So they or two hours maybe. So they like they built it right there in front of you, which would have been such a cool experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and Magfest is definitely one that's on my radar. I'd love to make it out. So many people talk about how cool it is. It's great. Um, it's my favorite convention. And it's it's close to you guys too. It's over. Where is it? It's in uh, like Massachusetts in, or something. It's in Maryland, uh, kind of near DC. Okay. Uh, so okay. close enough. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um, let's talk about what kind of influence Wonderville has had on you. Like, obviously, you're talking to Mark. You're talking to all these guys. You're in there playing these games every once in a while. What influence did that have on your finished product of this game? So you know, originally I was just envisioning it as a console game. Um, but that connection to Mark and getting it into the cabinet. And then when, you know, Wonderville became a thing and now it has a permanent life at Wonderville, I was like, wow, this is actually a really cool format for the game. Um, because the nice thing about a cabinet is you're all, you know, you're usually at those spaces with friends already. So you, those kind of multiplayer games can work really well. Um, but people want something to play together. So it was great seeing it there and seeing people enjoy it. And then uh, someone else, and then it turned out other people were interested in the cabinet. So I had uh, this guy who owns an arcade bar in Beacon, New York called Happy Valley, uh, saw the cabinet in Wonderville and reached out to me and was like, uh, hey, I'd like to get a Kung Pickball cabinet of my own. And I was like, oh, cool. I wasn't really planning on making more of these, but sure, I'll you know, talk to Mark and see if he can produce a second one. Uh, so then I worked with Happy Valley and, and Mark to get the second one produced. 
and actually put it up in an arcade, like a arcade that's actually taking quarters. So it's kind of fun to see like people put in quarters to, to play the game. But it also got me thinking like, okay, maybe this is another opportunity for the game, another place for it to shine, which would be to actually, you know, do a more serious production of these cabinets. Um, so that's kind of what I'm, what got this all started in like getting more serious about the, the cabinets. Yeah, you're you're always surprised when you start to build a project like this, which is like like we've said already is pretty unique. Now a lot of people are building arcade cabinets, so having that validation from more than one person near you that you should keep going with this. I want a cabinet myself. Like it's it's a really cool thing to come across, and I'm sure in the process of I mean building the cabinet, but obviously building the game, which is what you did here you had some hurdles. So what are some like roadblocks that you came in contact with while you were building the game that you overcame that could help other developers in the future to know, like, look out for this, don't mess up here? Mm. Uh, most of the hurdles were actually unrelated to the cabinet. It was so because it, I wanted it to have a chance on console, um, I put in online multiplayer, which was a huge pain. So I definitely recommend another developer out there avoid online multiplayer it probably doubled the the development time and there are solutions out there but it was just you know if you want something that's really responsive it's just uh yeah it's it's a lot um especially you know tackling this as a solo developer um another hurdle that was more worth it though was uh, getting the ai in there so i actually ended up using uh the game's made in unity and Unity has this plugin called ML Agents, which is uh, machine learning stuff that you can stick in your game. So to rather than trying to figure out how to program an AI to like actually know how to you know move around and kick the ball, I had the machine teach itself how to play. I just had it play tons and tons of games against itself, you know, sped up, and then it eventually learned to get really good. So that's how I got the AI in my game. Uh, also, it took some work, but uh, I think that was that was more worth it. Yeah, totally agree. AI is huge, especially if you're making an arcade game. Um, we didn't have it in Galactic Battleground for probably three years. We finally just put it in in the game. Like It feels the way it should have felt because we always like it in four-player, especially. So mm-hmm. if you're thinking about AI, and we talked to the, I talked to the Cosmetron guys about this too, they said, just do it. Just make the AI because you're going to spend more time talking yourself out of making it than you are going to actually spend making it. So just take the leap. Figure it out. And it allows um, your game to be played single player. Like that's the other big thing, is that now now if someone's just hanging out at the bar alone, they can still play your game, which is great. Exactly, and it and they get the full experience. They don't get like yeah. it's one person versus like a bad AI. You know, it's like it feels like you're playing another person, and then you want to bring more people in. So just do it. Just just take the leap. <laughs> um, let's talk about your gaming history. So you mentioned earlier, like getting the original, like the Nintendos and stuff was what got you into game development. What are some of those games that really stick out in your past that you're like, I really love this game. This this meant a lot to me. Uh, let's see. I think the Super Nintendo was the real like formative gaming system for me. So, you know, games like Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, uh, Mega Man X, um, Chrono Trigger. You know, I think those games, uh, you know, really are cemented in uh, nostalgia for me. And also, you know, I kind of tried to imitate that pixel art style with, with Kung Fu Kickballs. So I'm definitely going for like a 16-bit look there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I still try to, uh, you know, play game, keep playing games because, uh, you know, I don't want to get too stuck in the past. 
you know, people are still play, making new stuff that is really good. Right. Well, I guess on that vein, let's talk about indies. Like, what kind of indies do you really like to play, and what are some of the indies that you find yourself continuously going back to when you're in Wonderville? Uh, let's see. In Wonderville, um, definitely Black Emperor is one I keep going back to. Uh, it's, you know, just really well-designed game, beautiful. Um, and then uh, I also really like Slam City Oracles. It's just really fun and playful. Um, yeah, the nice thing about Wonderville is all these, like, unique uh, indie games. So, uh, well, I guess, you know, Black Emperor exists in some other places, but... Uh, uh, Mark has made all these like custom cabinets for all these like one-off games. So they're, they're always like really interesting. Uh, even like video freak is kind of, kind of fun. Just like messing with all the knobs. Oh, and actually finally got a chance to play Dobotron, which was really cool. Again, it's like a game with like all these knobs that you can play with and it like changes the gameplay in, in special ways. It's like, just like fun to play with. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think a reoccurring theme there and all the games you were talking about were all alternative cabinets mm. like it's different controls which double tone is one that i've i've talked to uh maximo and hernan about like it's really cool that they have these little buttons that you play with that i know they made it as like little handhelds and mark has modified them a little bit since but um yeah i mean like the wheel on black emperor and all these different kind of alternative controllers are one thing that's super unique to wonderville that i really want to get out there to try all these games and like tr- the trombone one that he was just talking about that that sounds wild to me um <laughs> Yeah, that's that's pretty much everything I had for you, Jonah. Let's uh, let's have you shout out social media so people can follow Kung Fu Kickball, and if they want to grab a cabinet, obviously they can t- get in touch with you. And any shout outs you want to make to like people in the space that helped you make this happen? Well, obviously, big shout out for, to Wonderville and Death Body Arcade for you know helping me get into this space, uh, and also a shout out to to Bumblebear. Uh, they're also another Brooklyn studio, and they've been giving me advice about uh, the, the cabinet stuff. Um, but yeah. Uh, my info is uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Whale Food Games. Uh, if you want to know more about the game, uh, hit kungfukickball.com. And yeah, if you're interested in a cabinet, reach out to me at jonah at wfgames.com. Sweet. Well, I'm going to put all that in the description so that you guys can check it out if you want to follow along with what Jonah's doing or if you want to get a cabinet for your arcade. Um, more indies are popping up everywhere, so don't miss out on it. Um, I just want to say thank you for coming on, Jonah. I really appreciate you chatting about the game. Kung Fu Kickball looks sick, and I really want to play it. I just need one closer to Minneapolis. Um, so we'll try to make that happen. For sure. Um, but if you're still watching, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. It helps us a ton. The wave will continue to grow, and we can all ride it together. But until next time, peace. Thanks.